welcome to the Wellness Routine Podcast. My name is Emmy, and today we're here with a very special guest, my sister Brigitte. Hello. <laughs> um, we're here today to talk about perfectionism and overcoming self-doubt, and um, we have two cups of tea, a little kitty cat who is bound to interject at some point and start meowing her head off, but thankfully and kind of amazingly, she just sat down for a nap. Um, we are going to jump right into it. So Brigitte, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, there's a lot to say. Good. <laughs> I don't know. It's such a broad, <laughs> such a broad question. I'm, I'm just such a, um, I don't know. I can come up with a million different answers to that question, but yeah. in terms of how I, like what, uh, how I like to describe myself in, um, in terms of like my passions, I guess, and what I love doing is, um, I would say I'm an aspiring filmmaker, a screenwriter, songwriter, I guess writer in general, um, and just generally an artist um, and a human. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like to just disclaim that just in case. Yeah, you know. that's an important part of, you know, who you are that you need to <laughs> let everybody know. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, learning more about how to be a human and it's... Oh, geez. It's very interesting. Nice. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about your journey with perfectionism and how it's come into, how it's shown up in your life, I guess? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is that I remember being called a perfectionist when I was really young. And I remember um, it being kind of... I remember my first impression of perfectionism uh, was problematic. And I remember I felt as I felt that I was problematic because of my perfectionism. And um, and it sort of oscillated because at, at times it was sort of presented as a maybe as a positive thing as well. So um, I. I, I had an issue with um, perfectionism that was affecting my schoolwork. So I remember particularly um, one night when I was like having a total meltdown, um, crying and because I wasn't able to finish uh, a school paper and I was probably about eight or nine years old. And um, it was this whole, you know, my mom was really upset and she was telling me I had to go to sleep but I, I was like a total wreck and I was saying I didn't finish my paper and like it was it was the end of the world to the point where it was probably like midnight or maybe one in the morning and my mom actually called my teacher and he picked up the phone and he and my mom was like, please explain to <laughs> Brigitte that it's not the end of the world and that her life isn't dependent on this paper. And he very kindly <laughs> told me that it was totally fine and that I didn't actually have to have it done by um, the following day. And so that was sort of the big, the first thing that I remember in terms of perfectionism, just sort of being 
really huge in my life and being um, something that I it definitely continued on and maybe I don't think it worsened, but it definitely it definitely was a a big a big part of my life and and it still it still is in some ways but I've definitely improved and gotten a lot better as the years have gone on and and particularly in the past few years of my life I definitely remember going through that with you and yeah. it's so rough and I think it's even more rough when you're a kid and that comes into play because you don't even have it's just who you are it's just how you're operating in the world and so like if anybody listening has resonated with that or has felt that you know obviously you're not alone and I don't know I think because I because I kind of veered into eating disorder territory perfectionism took a whole different kind of uh playbook you know and it wasn't so it was so so defined and and from such an early age especially having gone to Weight Watchers and stuff it was really like very much in a little box like my perfectionism was in a little box but I feel like yours was definitely far-reaching into a lot of different areas in your life and kind of still you know is something that I don't know I feel like something that you know, you can still be critical of yourself about. And yeah. I I think that it's such a... I almost am grateful that it has a label, that it has a word to describe it because it's really... A, it's, a, it's one of the things in the world that is living its life as something that's a positive, which actually underneath the surface is so rooted in so many harmful things that we you know need to operate on to kind of degrade ourselves and not respect ourselves and not just think inherently what we're doing is good you know trusting that that how we're operating in the world is is good enough and is perfect in in and of itself because we're just doing the best that we can um and i definitely I mean, I still, sharing your journey is just making me kind of think about my own, how it's played a role in my life. And I think outside of the very defined role that it had played. And then, you know, when I was a kid, I was a teacher's pet to the nth degree. And I loved it. It almost was a kind of a positive thing, but it was very, very much like, I need to be perfect, but in the eyes of the person in front of me that I liked, right? perfectionism changes and morphs depending on who you're trying to be perfect for and what you're trying to be perfect for Mm -hmm. in every society it's going to be different and that isn't really interesting thing that i actually haven't thought about before is perfectionism is actually different for every single person which is so weird because it negates itself right because to define perfection you would need it to be one thing because it would be perfect right it's the perfect thing but if everybody has a different opinion of it, then doesn't even exist, or are we just holding space for what we think it is, and then feeling like we're not meeting it? You know, creating a creating a 
goal for ourselves that we'll never reach, which is so crazy and so not okay. <laughs> it's like it makes me think about in the office, there's a, an argument that happens between Andy and Dwight. And he's they're talking about who's the who makes the better baby. And he was like, no, I was the better baby. Dwight's like, I was the better baby. Like, I was the biggest baby. And then Andy was like, no, I was the better baby. Like, I was the cutest. And their their ideas of what a better baby were just right. totally, totally different. But um, but yeah, I think that I, I think that there's probably uh, a, there is probably like a set defined uh, idea matter. of perfectionism that could be set by maybe your parents or oh. you know getting a's in school or getting you know being being in a certain club or whatever it is that that you feel like um you, you know that there are very well-defined uh, ideas of oh if i didn't meet this then i'm not you know i i'm inadequate maybe. or i didn't you know i don't i i'm i'm not good enough or, or whatever it is and and you know it and it's it is so many different things it can be very well defined and it can also just be very individual and very specific and and it's all generally very harmful <laughs> and um and yeah it's it's really interesting for me right now especially because i have been looking at a lot of things that i had created a long time ago and specifically um like video projects um a short film things that i had created and that i was like waiting for something waiting for the perfect moment or waiting for you know a specific i, I don't even know what it is and that's what it almost makes it even more frustrating because it's like what am i waiting for things that i've been waiting to to put out there and then so the the more that you wait and the more weight you put on it, the more of the more pressure it, you put on yourself. And it's also like the more anticipation that builds up around something that, you know, when I finally do put that out there and then the, the response might fall flat. Like I feel like so, so much more hurt or so much more of a failure in a way could because I'm I put so much weight on that and I was. I, I really wanted it to receive a wide audience or I really wanted it to be well received and then I get like a couple of uh, responses or something and 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 I, I waited so long and it's, and, and it's just kind of like looking back at it it's it's like this um, it just feels very uh, disheartening when you when you you're, you're kind of waiting for this these perfect conditions or whatever it is to to sort of I don't know share share parts of yourself and you know share things that you've created and it it's you know it, it's it's just interesting to me I was I was watching a a video I think it was like an interview with Grimes and she was talking about some of her old um she was going through some of her old videos and she was uh talking specifically about her first music video and how it was it went viral and she said she she had only like made a couple of songs by that point and she didn't even um really know how to make music and she said she 
became famous because of this video that went viral and she kind of had to learn how to make music along like as she was you know being asked to play shows and all this stuff and it was really kind of inspiring for me to see because I went wow this is a really like ultra talented artist and musician and you know she kind of just jumped right in there you know and she just went oh, I I like doing this. Like, I'm just going to jump right in and do it, you know, which is the opposite of how I've approached things where it's this, you know, uh, uh, just trying to wait until I'm perfect, you know, at at doing this thing. And and it's not even, it's it's like it, it holds me back to the point where it's not even like I'm practicing every day. It's like the idea of being perfect holds me back from even, doing the thing that I want to do from even beginning and starting you know yeah I think that actually ties really well into what I'm doing with the podcast and the fact that I I have learned in my life over and over and over again recently and I think it comes from trying to heal from the eating disorder and just trying really any avenue getting past it you know trying to waking up and just trying to be healthy and just trying to live my life quote-unquote normally you know and um one of the things was just to not like I couldn't keep waiting for perfect conditions because I kept waiting and nothing happened no no perfect condition ever happened and that was really a big aspect of you know, an eating disorder mentality, uh, whatever, you know, however you want to put that, but it's just, I was always waiting for perfection to feel good. I was always waiting for perfection to feel happy and safe and stable, but over and over again, over again, the thing that you learn the most is that if you don't make it happen, it's just not going to happen. Like, if you don't do the thing, if you don't break through the barrier, big break through the boundary, do the thing that's scary, it's not going to, nothing's, you're just going to stay in the same space over and over and over again every single day. And when you think of time as though you have right now and nothing else, if you really fully appreciate and understand that you have this moment right now, that you're, that we're sitting here, and that what do you want to do after it? What do you want to, you know, just, it's not that kind of fatalistic way of looking at life. I'm not trying to say, oh, well, you don't know what's going to happen next. It's that grateful way of looking at life being like, you have this moment, literally do anything you want. Yeah. You know, life is happening now. It's like, happening right now. Yeah, exactly. And stop it's waiting so, for it to, yeah, to yeah, happen. It, it's so beautiful. And so everything, I mean, everything that I'm doing with this podcast where it's just kind of, basically I mean my best advice to anybody trying to to live their life and trying trying at all like if you're waking up and trying anything if you're trying to get to a job where somebody you're working for somebody else or you're trying to wake up to please your parents or trying to wake up to please your friends or you're trying to wake up to please yourself or trying to get something done that you want to do that's a passion of yours just don't have expectations around it and like you said Brigitte just get it out there, you know, in your example with Grimes, just get your get your thing out there because figure it out after you've gotten it out there. The the hardest step is just doing it. Like getting over the nerves and putting it out there. Getting over the nerves and 
and the the thing that people don't really tell you and that I've had direct experience with is with every new project because our I mean my brain for one is hardwired to want to do what feels good and safe and that I already know and something that I haven't stated before is I was in a play um once and it was really just it was I had never been in a play before it was a lot to just learn and I just threw myself into it I had never tried to memorize anywhere near anywhere near as many lines in my whole entire life I wasn't even I mean I wasn't in a play as a child like it wasn't a thing that was ever in my repertoire right but I just threw myself into it and that and but once I got used to it and got good at it, I was thinking like I was comfortable there, right? And then you think, you know, once you move past a, a certain aspect of I was brave, I did it, you think you can apply it again. You can, you're just going to have like everything's going to be easy the next time you try it. But if having expectations that something isn't going to be comfortable, that it's going to feel scary or, you know, just imagine just walking into life like say our you know a parent told you hey life is going to be really intimidating and scary all the time but the rewards are amazing and all you have to do is just walk through it and it's like it's okay just walk through that fire and figure it out afterwards you know and there's I think there's so much beauty every time I listen to a podcast that I love and I find it so say I find a podcast I love for the first time I always am so eager to go listen to the first couple episodes because I want to hear what it was like when they were feeling nervous, when they were feeling like how I'm feeling, you know, through life, through whatever I'm experiencing in life, whether I need to make a phone call that I'm not looking forward to, I have to have a conversation at work that I'm not looking forward to. It's all that same feeling. And when I can feel like, hey, there was another person that I actually really like that was going through it at the same time, I feel less alone. I feel more supported in just knowing that that exists. And I definitely have just thrown myself into this podcasting thing and it has been such a huge joy in my life. I have waited for perfection with, you know, writing and it's just it's not that's not where the party's at, guys. That's not where the party's at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the party is right here right now. What do you want to do? What do you want to do in the next hour, in the next 2 hours, in the next day like what do you want your life to look like? We can think anything we want. We can create a world in our mind that we love, that we feel good in, and totally shift our mentality and think like, uh, you know, make a short list of everything that I like to do, and it can be small, it can be big, whatever. It doesn't matter. We put ourselves, we put limits on ourselves. We accept limits from other people. Why? Why do we do that? You know, break, break through that, just sit there for a, for a moment and ask yourself, what limits do I have? Why do I have them? Write them down. Just actually get this stuff out. Get all your, your self-limiting beliefs out onto paper. Look at it. Look at what person you've created in your mind and ask yourself if you're okay with that person. Do you like that person? Would you be friends with that person? Is that person supportive? Is that person loving? Is that person happy? And if it's not, what are we doing with our lives? Why? Why sit in that uncomfortable space? Because anyone's forcing you to? No. Most likely, no. Right? As adult people, most likely we can make up our own 
you know, we have our own choices to make every day. So I've been trying to, to just, I think the biggest thing with a podcast has been to just sit there and every time I have a doubt, actually ignore it and move on. Yeah. I think something that I brought, so when I used to go wake up at 4.30 in the morning and go for a run before work, I realized that if I gave myself even a minute, 60 seconds, to lay in bed while my alarm was going off to get out of bed and to go get, I had a, a huge influx of thoughts of, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. It's so early. I should just sleep in. Let me take, quote unquote, take care of myself and sleep in. Even if I've had, maybe I had eight hours, seven and a half hours of sleep, which is enough to, to be good, to have energy. I took care of my brain. I took care of my body. I rested. And I would have all these kind of almost fearful thoughts of getting up and getting out of bed and getting ready in the morning to go, you know, quote, like out into the world, you know, out of the apartment to the gym. Like just those, you know, those few steps envisioning it was just drenched in all this fear. But if I just heard, if I trained myself to hear the alarm and just roll out of bed, not have an opinion of how I was feeling, of whether I'd had good dreams or bad dreams, whatever was going on, just get my butt out of bed and get to get to the things that, that the things that was stretching and running, getting endorphins, getting blood through, flowing through my body. It shifts my mentality. It shifts my life. It shifts everything, you know. And whatever that is, it's that was my key to success was not sitting and overthinking. Not yeah. sitting and giving myself even a, a moment's opportunity to doubt myself, to question myself, to completely muddle all of even what I thought I needed or wanted, right? Because if we have a goal for ourselves, can we not sit, sit in that moment and say, I've thought this goal through, I have decided that it's good for me, and that I'm excited about it. Yet, think of all the times that you've questioned that while running up to that, you know, that start line, you know, running up to that start line of publishing something or running up to that start line of starting a project or continuing a project, whatever it is, you know, and this isn't to say this stuff isn't natural. I'm not trying to say that it's not hard. I mean, it's, it is hard and, but like also what, what's worth it in life that isn't hard? There, that famous quote. I can't remember who said it, but, you know, just everything, everything that's worth a dime in life is difficult to get. And my addendum to that, <laughs> my little asterisk to that is don't overthink it. It's not that hard. Just do it, you know, figure it out and you can make anything happen. Everyone can make anything happen. Yeah. And you um, get used to, you know, it's once you get in the habit of doing those things it it becomes more second nature you know and and yeah just questioning questioning or or comparing and that, and that's a huge part of it you know i think comparing is a huge um mm-hmm. uh sort of like a contributor to this like sort of toxic perfectionism where you know we have 
so much. It's it's almost impossible to avoid seeing people who are better at doing what you want to do because it's like the, we're you know we 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 have access to just so many different people in the world you know videos and you know social media and whatnot of seeing people who are doing you know often we're going to be looking or interested in 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 things that people are doing that are you know in the same realm of what we want to be doing and so it's it's difficult because if you know if you have a tendency to be very perfectionistic then seeing other people and comparing yourself can just set you back so much more and I think that um especially for me it's it's something that I've I've had to kind of make peace with in a way you know there's there's definitely some some specific you know things that have been so that have triggered such feelings of like inadequacy for me or oh I'm, I'm never going to be that good at it or something that'll actually start like unfollowing certain um you know pages on instagram or or youtube whatever it is um so that i'm not constantly um comparing myself to those to those people and their you know abilities um but then there's like another aspect of it where, which is going you know that person's really amazing at that and that's okay <laughs> and i can still do that thing you know and mm-hmm. i don't have to be the best at something you know, i've i've come across this so many times in life where i say you know uh you know i've asked people before because i really love um sculpting i, I really like clay and, and making art just in, in many different ways and i've I've said like, oh, we should sculpt together or whatever it is or saying, you know, I don't know, you should draw that or something like that. If And some people are, are going, oh, I can't draw. Oh, I can't sculpt. Oh, I can't sing. Oh, you know, they say, oh, I can't do that thing. And it's so many people have that idea. And I know that it's it, you know, it seems to make sense. But the fact is, like, most people didn't wake up one day and just like, you know, paint the Mona Lisa, you know, you, you, you do, you just, you have to start somewhere, you know, and, and just because you're not the best at it or just because you're not good at all or have no skill in that area doesn't mean you shouldn't do that thing because it's, it's like when it comes down to it, it really isn't about being the best at it. It's about, do you enjoy doing that thing? Okay, do it. (laughs) You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. if, if that's something that brings you joy, then you shouldn't do it uh, just because you want to, you know, show off or impress other people. It should be um, authentic. Yeah, it should be for you. You know, and it's. Uh, I remember at this one point I found a, a quote. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I found this quote or if I just wrote it down. And I wrote it uh, in big block letters and on a piece of paper and put it on my wall. And it just said, "Make art for yourself." Mm-hmm. And I. And I was just having that up on, you know, where my desk was because I was really getting caught up in this, um, you know, I would share things that that I really loved and I put a lot of work into mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get sometimes any response whatsoever. And it was so disheartening because it's like when you created something and you put so much love into it, you've put so much time and you're so excited to share it and then it's not, you know, people don't receive it or people don't see it even you know it's like it, it, it can be it can feel so 
so upsetting but but when you come when it comes down to it it's like who was I making that for you know mm-hmm. I made that because I wanted to make that you know I enjoy that and I, I I'm proud of myself for making that and that's that should be enough you know and that's what I've that's what I've come to learn like as long as whatever I'm making feels like it's bringing me joy that's got to be enough and, and and I you know it's it definitely has been kind of like have, I've, I've had to copy and paste that ideology onto onto different things that I've done because it's something that I often forget or something that I often um, get into that mindset where I'm going oh how is this going to be received you know and and so that's something that has has really helped me to kind of come off come out of that perfectionism mindset and just and just go oh I I like doing this so I'm just gonna keep doing it regardless of if anyone else cares or likes it too yeah I think that's such a big aspect of especially because you know social media is so prevalent in and is is not only you know a career path at this point but just even if you have a social media where your close friends or you know excited family whatever is seeing all your stuff a lot of times perfectionism and i i i i do not really engage all that much personally in social media so because i noticed how often it would just ruin my day (laughs) but i really liked what you said earlier where it's kind of not not looking at it so much in you know in the aspect of kind of I guess comparing yourself to what you're seeing but just understanding and I kind of for me how that would you know translate if I did have a personal social media right now that wasn't just for the podcast would be looking at somebody and if I did feel that kind of jealousy response and then followed by well I could never be as good as them and then followed by frustration and then just kind of giving up or whatever it is just be like I like that so much actually I have done something similar to this when I notice somebody that I like whether it's on the street so say a girl I think she looks really cool in a picture or something I have begun understanding all of the things that happen. Low self-confidence is a big response that I have when I see other people and I start thinking how to, number one, perfect myself to look more like that, but also kind of, dis, uh, what is it called? Dis, not disassembling, but uh, dismantling all of the responses that my psyche and that my mind has that are really quick to start rewiring myself for self-love, for really just self-confidence. Self-confidence is the best thing that I have put my energy into in my life and really grounding it in something that's stable, not something that is, you know, movable or changeable depending on the season or the people around me really. It's just kind of like shedding everything else, everybody else's opinion and really building self-confidence in myself and and that has changed my ability to look at other people and not be jealous but be inspired right right and to change that response to inspiration and being like 
yes, I'm going to save that photo. I'm going to give them credit. And I just learned something. I learned a new pose or I learned a new bit of information or I learned looking at someone, look how confident they look. I am going to adopt that feeling of confidence because I can already get a feeling from that photo. Mm -hmm. I don't need them to explain it to me. I can just feel that confidence and then let it light me up, you know, then let that kind of make me feel good. And I, I have definitely felt really protective over something that I didn't say earlier, just in kind of getting moving past perfectionism at lightning speed where you just don't don't overthink it just do it right just put it out there I don't edit this podcast I just do it I go through the nerves of doing it I go through the self-criticism when I say something or whatever you know whatever it is and I maybe I forget where I'm at when I'm talking or whatever it is but I just move past it because what's the use in stopping why would I do that I we're all human we all go through these moments in life wouldn't we want to share that I do feel like perfectionism is so ingrained in our culture. Just just as an example, a podcast I listened to today that I absolutely love so much and I have so much fun listening to, but they stop and they'll edit out. They'll edit out a bunch of stuff. First of all, it's such a huge, you know, I see these videos on YouTube. I don't know the algorithm is, you know, speaking to me because I've looked up certain things, but how to oh just today i thought um oh how to this guy was was speaking into a camera going how to have the most amazing podcast ever so first of all my perfectionist nature goes well uh, you know i could never have that i could never have the best podcast ever and then my logical my self-love mind my like confident mind goes why what is even like what's the best why would i want that why would I ever want to be like, who's going to tell me it's the best? I'm going to sit here right now and tell myself I have the best of whatever I want to have. I'm going to give myself all that validation, you know, and then move on in my, in my day. But I love that what you said, you know, it is very much like, who were you, ma- who are you making that art for? I don't know who I'm making this for. I just know that I'm having a great time doing it. It feels like something I'm doing for myself. It feels like self-care. It feels like connection with the people that I love the most in my life and creating this opportunity to have a deeper conversation that not only we can we save forever and look back on, but like, where is this moving us towards? It's moving us towards good things. So anything that's hard, it's worth it because it's gonna, it's an, it is a step forward and it is usually something that you love the most, right? The stuff that's the hardest is usually the things that we love the most. Yes. And then we put the most thing, the most boundaries around mm-hmm. and keeping ourselves away from that. I definitely don't resonate with that. I don't like how that sounds. That doesn't work for me. I want to work past that. I want to work around that. I want to throw that into the trash can and walk away. Mm-hmm. Pardon my language. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely don't subscribe to that sort of school of thought anymore and it took a long 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 time to rewire my brain Mm -hmm. because it is such an immediate response that we have to kind of not work in our best interest and I think that it's not I mean we didn't really grow up with social media we did not 
we had a little bit of it, but like as young kids, I think nowadays it's so much more prevalent in even little, little, little kids, you know, it's always in their face and they have a, they have a, a, a phone way earlier than we did. And I think it's, uh, perfectionism is almost so ingrained in, in culture and society, especially for girls and women that it, it almost feels like it's a part of who we are. When if you really break it down, is it or is it learned? You know, I don't, I don't really, I almost want to sit here and be like, this is, it's not who I am. I love myself. I think I'm so great and that I'm so excited to do all the things I want in my life. It's not that, it's something that I learned that I can unlearn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And taking our power back in understanding that we don't need to harp on ourselves so much that we are not uh you know i don't know that we're i don't know we don't have to accept why do we have to accept that as a part of ourselves that self you know like that really that crit that critic that we have inside yeah yeah um what um i was just thinking about how you were saying you know um when you see some see somebody who you might feel um you know jealous of or whatever and how how yeah it is it is something that i have um learned to like spin it and transform it into um inspiration and it's like it really is it's like a trick it's like a hack a life hack or something in a way because it's that even that even uh in the last couple of days that happened where i somebody who I don't even, um, I don't go on social media very often, but, um, sometimes I'll, I'll kind of, um, maybe go on and then, and then after a few days, I'll, I'll be more interested in like going on more frequently and then I'll kind of phase out of, uh, being on there. And, um, but I, I had found somebody who I, um, used to know in real life and who I, used to definitely compare myself to a lot and we both compared ourselves to each other and and Mm -hmm. it was it was like this it was just funny because it felt very uh i just remember meeting this person and i felt like she just glared at me (laughs) like she was just like she was just like who are you you know and um and it was just funny because i felt like we had this sort of um competitive like unspoken competitive thing and we came, we, we actually came to a, a point where I just remember I, I walked up to her and I can't remember who said it first, but I, I just like walked up to her and I, and I must've, one of us must've just been like, I love you. <laughs> and we were just like, I love you too. And it just like broke down all of these walls. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, I like randomly found their, um, social media and I immediately started getting those those old feelings came back of just going, you know, feeling comparison and feeling um, maybe just being like, oh, man, I'll, I'll never be that, uh, you know, comfortable in my skin or that uh, uh, confident, whatever it is, those things that were coming up for me. And so later on that night, I was I was just thinking about it and I was just going like, OK. I need to break this down a bit, you know, and it, and it really was kind of like a dismantling in my mind of going, okay, you know, I, 
uh, I can really just put this person in front of me in a way and just sort of look at them and just go, wow, I, I really am very uh, inspired by them in a lot of ways, you know, and I'm like, I'm really, I'm really grateful to just be able to see them and how, how confident they are, you know, and how I can... I can choose to adopt that type of confidence if I want because it is it, it's oh it always is from everyone who who you've ever asked like how do you be how are you so confident or whatever it's like it's really sort of just a choice it's like a fake it till you make it thing you know and I and I was able to kind of go okay like in what ways are we different and just sort of look at these things and and sort of appreciate the ways in which we're different and maybe um, she has strengths in this area and I have strengths in that area and and just kind of you know, t- taking apart this whole instant feeling of jealousy and instant feeling of, yeah, the impact on your self-esteem and, and just sort of going, okay, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how this person expresses themselves in the world, you know? And yeah, that might be something that, you know, I, I would love to be able to feel comfortable enough to do those things that they're doing. And you know what? that's probably not going to happen, but I can just appreciate them in their beauty and in what they're, what they're doing, you know, and, and I'm going to do something a little bit different, but I'm still going to like have my takeaways be, that's a beautiful person. Like I, I really, I really do think that that is an inspiring and awesome person, you know, and that really sort of can break down what initially what can happen with it, especially with, with a lot of um, women and girls is that we can start judging that person off oftentimes when people um, start becoming very critical of other girls there is some kind of jealousy component it really is it's not just something people tell you to make you feel better like oh they're just jealous of you like it really is like if you if you go into your own mind and you really start feeling out what exactly it is that you're feeling like you're start you're you're going oh that person is so you know she's she's always wearing she's always naked in her pictures whatever it is is saying this or that it's like what is that you know are you really feeling critical or are you going like that's a really awesome picture of Mm -hmm. that person like standing under a waterfall or whatever it is like that is freaking awesome she looks really really just good you know Mm -hmm. and and it's just just starting to kind of look at things from a different lens and sort of take away the the you know just break down what is hiding just you know your ability to like appreciate another person you know Mm -hmm. and um and yeah and then I can once I start reflecting and maybe maybe I'm having a moment of just feeling low confidence and then that person pops into my head and immediately I start feeling those jealousy feelings and then I go oh wait remember we thought about this and we broke it down Mm. and I actually am like I actually want to look at the this person with a lens of like inspiration. Remember those takeaways? That's what I want to, you know, that's what I want to focus on and and I want to just go I really like what she's doing in her life. Yeah. I really like the way she she expresses herself and you know, I'm I'm going to I'm going to uh decide to like adopt what, you know, the reflection that I see which is something that I'm wanting which is that confidence, you know. So and in that not having self 
uh, not having judgment about what you're doing. Because I do think there's so much, um, I don't know, learned judgment for liking something. It's almost the reason why we have criticism, I feel like, is because we're supposed to be completely original without inspiration from anybody else. Only accept, only the, you know, predetermined people that are, quote unquote, okay to take from your parents or, I don't know, it's just, it's so rigid, these these rules that we define our being and our person by, you know, but the person that we grow up to be and we are only allowed to take from certain people or get inspiration. Otherwise, we have to criticize them because, first of all, in our mind, we're not allowed to take inspiration from them um, We so that we need to shut down the desire to take right, inspiration right. from them. Yeah. And then what does that become? Because every feeling if you shut it down, transforms into a different feeling. It's not like it goes away. We can't just make a feeling go away. It's going to transform and usually into something that's going to be draining of our energy or negative in some capacity. So that turns into criticism. And I definitely, definitely have done a lot of kind of sitting with myself and trying to dismantle the just the stuff that doesn't feel good right i think that's the biggest thing that you can do to to kind of start evolving and moving into a space that feels good is to stop start paying attention to your feelings and the thing that really kind of clarified really really clarified things for me when i was a teenager was a quote i heard that was um uh yeah actually it was a quote from a childhood friend um she said that you what the opposite of love isn't hate it's apathy it's indifference yeah it's that hate is hurt is love you know is is loving somebody being hurt by them and then covering it up by anger and breaking that down for me was so big and kind of started me on the journey of being like what else am I not actually looking at what else am I not seeing for the deeper meaning for the deeper understanding of what it what it actually is and not just being like well uh I don't like it or you know accepting myself in a way that I don't like you know just kind of not trying to move through that and it is it's slow going it's such a it's such a long process to kind of get to that point where you are able to quickly move through a reaction and understand exactly what's going on in that moment and then arrive at self-love and at self-confidence. And for me, a big part of that has been kind of forgiveness in that moment where I'm feeling either judgmental or harsh of myself is using that little forgiveness key and turning it and being like, feeling relaxed and calm and being like, okay, I can move into that good space again where I am feeling confident and self-loving and all that stuff. I don't know. That that yeah. that for me is it it's it's also really beautiful. I feel like we have so much criticism about I don't know. It, instant gratification is such a big thing in our society and it's so it expands and kind of moves into the space of um <laughs> our journey of 
of self-growth too where we're almost we put this expectation on ourselves that if we aren't kind of moving through something really quickly and learning it really quickly that we also start harping on ourselves and and feeling crappy and well that person did it or you know you're listening to you know whoever is listening to this and maybe if you're judging yourself because you're not feeling like you know you're or you feel like the road is too long or you tried it and it didn't work the first time or the tenth time or the hundredth millionth time it's like you gotta keep just at it you know and it's don't... like a muscle you have to like yes because it there's definitely yes. been times in my life where I was very you know I, I kind of did that so much where I became I, I sort of started to be able to kind of look at everything everything through sort of more of a like compassionate lens where I wasn't being so judgmental, you know, and I was able to go, oh, this feeling of jealousy actually means that I'm seeing something that I want for myself, you know? There's something that I am not stepping into, you know, that mm-hmm. that I want. <laughs> and and it's, uh, it's interesting when you start paying attention to those things because it's like you notice how often that comes up, you know? I mean, it, 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 it's, it can come up just... 10 15 times a day you know you just see all these different things mm-hmm. and and it's like you can really sort of use that as like a a, a, a guiding tool in mm-hmm. a way a principle. yeah a tool to kind of go okay what what are these feelings pushing me towards you know mm-hmm. i keep seeing videos of these uh, people popping up everywhere that are just you know have these incredible voices it's like okay maybe i want to sing like maybe right. i want to be practicing singing yes. and like feeling what that feels like for me and and you know and then uh just kind of going okay using that feeling of jealousy as something that can drive you more towards like what you want to do and mm-hmm. then and then I think that you know for specific especially for people who who do struggle with um pretty s- severe low self-esteem or just really strong feelings of um you know, defeat that, that kind of come mm-hmm. pretty instantly with, with comparison. I think that, I think that it is important to take care of yourself and to go, okay, I am really inspired by, you know, the people that I see, but I'm also getting extremely triggered and it's making me feel like I just can't do what I need to do. Then t- go and unfollow whatever people you need to, or, or, you know, skip mm-hmm. that video where you see somebody and then it makes you feel like it's detracting from your own, um, you know, it's it's like it's just making sure to just sort of watch what's going on and going, okay, I'm I'm realizing that I'm inspired by this and this and this, and what I notice when I watch this music artist uh, or listen to this music artist, like I really feel inspired, and when I listen to this one, it's so close to what I want to be doing that it really sort of detracts from my feelings of being feeling like I am capable of of actually pursuing that because it's it's just too triggering for me you know Mm -hmm. and and I experienced that myself you know and so just kind of just sort of paying attention to what reaction you're having to what you're seeing you know and and being able to go okay I'm gonna I'm gonna um just be aware and take what actions I need to take to to you know best support myself i think that's really huge and definitely hard for people to do especially if maybe those people are people that are friends of yours or 
um, family, you know, if you're feeling that way about that, like how much do you want to make yourself a priority in your life, right? I think the, the best thing that I always ask myself, and I really apply this to every situation I'm in, no matter how small it is, um, is I take, an, I, I take a moment and I think of myself as an 80-year-old woman and I look back from that moment, visualizing what that would look like and feel like, look back at the moment that I'm currently in and trying to make a decision in and I say, am I going to regret unfollowing this person that I'm close to but then actualizing like everything that I want to do in my life and making it a reality because I took that th- that kind of blockade away. No, I'm gonna want to do that, even though it's hard. If even if I need to cut something out, that I, what is that? What is that kind of? You know, when you get you get negative energy out of something by hating on something, it almost like feels good. Where you're just, you know, you're picking apart somebody else so that you're not picking apart yourself. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that you need to get past when you're looking at something negative. Um, or sorry, you're, you're looking at something that you're feeling jealous of or it is too triggering because it is too close to what you really want to be doing that it almost takes the wind out of your sails because mm-hmm. you're like, well, she's already doing it or he's already right. doing it. So why would I? And so just completely at removing that from your life, I have that's something that I forgot to say is I have completely taken that stuff out of my life. I do not have triggers like that yeah and if it's if it's people who are you know friends of yours and it's you know something that's triggering for you but you don't want to cause a rift by unvolving them you can always mute everyone's post you can mute people's posts you can mute people's stories you know and and if that's you know and then you can um still have a you know feel like connected with them message Mm -hmm. them if you need to or whatever and not um cut them out of your life or anything yeah just just if it's like okay it's okay it's like if 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 somebody is um triggered you know if, if anyone was ever triggered by something I was posting you know and I would I would say the same thing you know it's like yeah you take care of yourself and and yes um yeah and I've done that too I've 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 had to do that as well because it's um I definitely uh am very very sensitive to that that type of stuff and mm-hmm. so I have to be careful with what kind of content I consume because I get very easily discouraged and it takes me um some some time to kind of get back on you know get back on track and uh and I have things to sort of remind me of why I'm doing this you know Mm -hmm. so I'm not going oh well they're already doing it and they're already great at it you know it's it's um yeah I I have to sort of have things in place that remind me of why why I even care to be doing this what why it's important to me and that kind of act in the way of being your biggest cheerleader right things that so you don't have to sit there and do all the work yourself in that moment where you don't have to sit there and be like telling yourself all the things that you need to hear to move forward it's so you know whether you have something printed out or you have something you know a book that you read or a show that you watch or whatever it is right you know a song that you listen to yeah yeah uh uh-huh yep something that you can put in place so that you're not having to just muster the energy on your own because that's not a real expectation that we should ever put on ourselves we're never going to always have the energy to do the thing that we need to do or to think the healthiest thought right and we have to have forgiveness and understanding that we do need to set ourselves up to uh 
uh, for success to to a certain degree by having inspirational stuff around us um just you know kind of yeah making sure that if we can't be our biggest cheerleader in that moment how do we have that energy in front of us yeah yeah and 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 also being able to um you know celebrate yourself and what and what things you have created or the steps that you've taken you know and um one of the i think it's the i, I listen to a, like a meditation in the morning and, and at, at night and one i think the um nighttime meditation they say something like um you know what are what are you proud of yourself for or something like that and, and then he says that um you did this meditation like you decided mm-hmm. to you know to love yourself and to do this meditation and i think that it's important to look at um it's like okay this is something that uh, i want to learn the guitar or whatever it is and and it's you know instead of going oh my gosh i suck at guitar it's like uh wow, that's awesome that I've been watching tutorials and that I've been trying to teach myself a new skill that mm-hmm. that's something that I really love, you know, something that I've always wanted to do. Um, and it's, you know, it, that can be really encouraging to, to you know, pat yourself on the back and to, to, be, to allow yourself to be proud of yourself. That's also kind of like a, something that's sort of um, helpful for perfectionistic kind of, mindset mm-hmm. to to look at what you have done and how you know it's how how it makes you feel you mm-hmm. know I feel like that is I feel like we touched on so many aspects of how perfectionism kind of the roots all of the uh, so many of the roots that have touched our life is there anything that you want to share, like advice you've gotten or something that you really love that, you know, you want to share with everybody? Yes, I actually, um, my, I, I would say it's probably my favorite book because it's sort of, um, it's just like the, the best book I've ever read for artists and um it's it's something that it's a book that i was recommended for years by many different people to read and it's called the war of art by stephen pressfield who's an author and um he talks about resistance being uh being the sort of the main force that holds us back from doing whatever it is that we want to be doing in life and um he he was, I was reading this earlier today and it just really spoke to me. Um, and he's talking about pu- putting yourself in the mindset of being a professional in what it is that you want to be doing. And it's not because you are, pl- it doesn't have to be because you're planning to, you know, make that your profession or monetize that. It's just loving something enough that you want to sort of dedicate yourself to it and really do it, you know? And um, so something that one of the little excerpts I was reading was uh, speaking about the amateur, which would be the, you know, the opposite of the professional. And it's, he said, 
Resistance knows that the amateur composer will never write his symphony because he is overly invested in its success and over-terrified of its failure. The amateur takes it so seriously it paralyzes him. And that's just something that I resonate with so much because that's been a huge issue for me throughout my life. And it still is, honestly. I get so... I put so much um, pressure on myself for, you know, having something. It needs to be perfect. It needs to 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 look right. It needs to sound like the everything about it needs to needs to be at this level of perfection that it's that of course is like very specific to me and what I, you know, what my idea of perfection is, mm-hmm. and it it. It has held me back for so many years and it's still something that I'm I'm working on pretty much every day in very small ways on breaking breaking through yeah. but um but yeah books th- this book has has been massively helpful for me in that um in that respect That's so good. I really 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 like that. And I definitely it ties back to the first story about how what you shared with when you were little and you know the amateur taking it so seriously because i don't know i mean we shouldn't be patting ourselves on the back for that we should just put ourselves out there and have a support of people around us to build ourselves up if we're not doing anything that's directly hurting anybody we're most likely just trying to have a good time and create stuff and just live our lives so we should just have people supporting us around and just I mean, what's, you know, it is, nothing needs to be perfect. It's beautiful because it is exactly what it is. And if we have, isn't it funny how we have this huge obsession with originality in media, but then again, we have, everything has to be perfect. So that means it has to be up to a certain standard and also has to be a carbon copy of anything else that's perfect. It's just... It, everything in life is contradicting itself. So just have a good time. Do what you love. Don't hurt people. Be kind. Love yourself. Just, you know, make life a party and make it something that you really, really love. Take that seriously. Take having fun and creating beauty seriously. As seriously as you take perfection or whatever else, you know. Yeah. Um... I don't have specific anything specific to share because um, that's how prepared I am. <laughs> um, but I think just the everything we talked about is so good. And I love talking about stuff like this because it allows me space to kind of invalidate all of the stupid fears and stupid things that I have spent way too much time giving giving my time and attention to. I just want to do the things that I love. I don't need to get in my own way. Yeah. And um, that's huge for me. So I wanted to ask these questions and it's not, I mean, it might tie into this, but I also think these are just great questions and I might just start incorporating this just in general because what a great thing to think about is what makes you feel empowered and, you know, just kind of, maybe something to think about and to kind of take with you in your day and in your night and every moment 
but yeah, specifically for you, Brigitte? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say like the, the first thing that comes to mind for me, what makes me feel empowered is, um, speaking up for myself because that's something that I've had, a a difficult time with in my life. And so it, it's just, um, it's a huge like feat for me and, and it feels like sort of a victorious uh, event when I'm when I'm able to to speak up for myself and and um, and for others you know um, if that if that um, uh, arises and I'm and I'm able to do that that's something that that definitely feels empowering using my voice thank you uh something that makes me feel empowered would be uh feeling self-confident and not getting that from anybody else not finding i don't know not not letting anybody else give that to me but giving it to myself by doing what i need and taking care of myself and making time for myself to feel the best in my body to feel the best in my mind and just yeah feeling confidence because I didn't feel that way for so long so it feels like a breath of fresh air um I feel like you always were just a very confident as a child and and I think that maybe you know you had learned uh low confidence you know I taught it to myself yes right yes it was a coping mechanism weird one but life is weird Yes. And that's okay. Um, What makes you passionate and gets you motivated? Um, I guess what's the first thing that comes to mind when I ask you that, really? um, Anything? I guess, I mean, creating art in the ways that I like to create art, which is film and music and um and sharing things that that have been uh like profound life lessons that i learned through experience and being able to share that with somebody who needs that or is asking for that or wants that is something that gets me very passionate as well helping helping other people um who are asking for, mm-hmm. for assistance help in that in, in a very you know in that specific area of whatever whatever it is. My last question is: What's something you're grateful for right now? It can be something that already is, already happened, or something that you're working on manifesting. Um, I think that, that the, the, what I would be most grateful for right now in my life is that I, is that I feel like I've, I've come to a place where I've, I finally feel like there is a solution to every problem Mm -hmm. and, and specifically for me and my, um, just health issues and that 
even the seemingly impossible, it is learning that it is completely possible to, to, to heal and to find, find the, the right solution for me. Um, I've come up uh, upon a lot of closed doors um, in my healing journey and finally coming to the understanding that um, if you continue to stay open and, and, you know, ask for help and search for, search for your solution, like you will find it. That's fantastic. And I'm right there with you on that. I, that just really excites me and makes me really, really energized and happy and um, opens all those closed doors. Yes. Um, (laughs) The thing that I'm most grateful for right now is this conversation and the podcast. Um, I'm just so extremely excited about it. And I'm so extremely excited to have recorded our first podcast together yeah this is so big and so exciting (laughs) and you know a very very much a huge just having done this was breaking through perfectionism yes in and of itself like in such a huge real way and that was just the best thing ever and it continues to be um but it's a long time coming it is a really long time coming, yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I just, it's it's amazing. Uh, you know, keep, I will continue persevering through every self-doubt that I have because I don't have time for that in my life. Yeah. I just don't. <laughs> I made enough time for it. I'm done. Um, and with that, is there anything else that you wanted to share on the topic? I don't think so. I think that, that, Thank you for being here tonight. (laughs) Thank you for Um, having me. Absolutely. We will have many more conversations together and record them. And there's so much more that we want to share um, that we have just kind of spoken on in our life and our journey to happiness and to contentment and to all good things that we are on. And I think this is just the best platform i love podcasts so much i love long form content and i am so excited to we have lots of other stuff we want to talk about so stay tuned for many more episodes with my sister and i and um if you liked this episode or this podcast go ahead and like and subscribe can you like a podcast i don't know (laughs) Uh, review oh review (laughs) thank you uh rate it five stars on apple podcasts (laughs) and rate a raving review (laughs) we love to hear happy things and um you know, we want to both just share happiness and positivity and support. And um, I have, I will put my email address in the description and my uh, my Instagram and my um, TikTok and send me any questions or any suggestions or whatever. I want to hear all of it. Uh, but for now, 
We're going to finish our tea. We're going <laughs> to take a deep breath. And we're going to have our post-podcast chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, this is Emmy signing off. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>